Nothing But the Words, episode number six, how to outline your nonfiction book, even when you hate outlining. Welcome to Nothing But the Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and this is Nothing But the Words. In the previous episode, I made what I believe was a pretty darn convincing case for why you should outline your nonfiction book. Whether you're writing a memoir, a how to book, something on personal development, professional development, a subject matter expert book, you need to create an outline if you want your book to be the very best that it can be. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that. So I'll take some of the stress out of it by telling you how to do it, and then I'll make it even less stressful by giving you five tools that you can use to make the process easier. And you only need one of those tools. So before we jump in, I want to share with you um, an interesting conversation I just had with a new coaching client. She is so excited about writing her book. And the reason she's excited and probably much less fearful than most new authors is because she already has momentum on her book. She hasn't started writing it yet. She knew she wasn't ready to start in 2019, but she had so many ideas for what she wanted to include in her book. So she actually spent much of 2019 keeping track of her ideas for her book. So she had tons of notes that she's organizing right now, voice recordings and things that she texted to herself that she's putting together, pulling together for her book. So If you know you want to write a book, but you're not yet ready to write it, you'll be ready to write it soon, maybe later this year or next year or sometime in the future, I highly recommend that you follow her example and get one notebook or create one document on your phone or uh, on your laptop where you can compile all of your ideas, the questions you know that your readers will want you to answer, the um, different things that pop up that you think you will want to include in your book. The only thing I would recommend those, make sure you back it up because she was saying if she lost her phone, she would be in big trouble. So make sure that you're backing it up somewhere, but that you're keeping track of all of those ideas. Okay, let's jump in with the three things that you should keep in mind when you're creating your outline. So keep these things in mind so that you can decide what to put in your outline and what to leave out. And remember, your outline is a living document. It's not going to be perfect when you create it, just like when you write your book, your first draft of your book, your first draft of each chapter will not be perfect. It will need to be revised and reworked, right? So your outline is the same way. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to take some time. You may even want to get some feedback from someone you know to see what you may have left out or what may be unclear in your outline. It's not going to be perfect the first time you do it. So just take the pressure off of yourself to make it this holy grail of a document. It's something that you can change as necessary, right? So keep these three things in mind when you are settling down at your laptop to write your outline. Start with remembering who you're writing your book for. Who is that one perfect reader who's already out there thinking about this topic, thinking about this kind of story, wanting to hear either from you or from somebody about this topic? Keep that person in mind. That will determine what you put in and what you leave out. Because if your one perfect reader is a 24-year-old recent high school grad versus 
a 72-year-old retiree who's now got all this uh, free time on her hands, you're probably going to include different elements of the same topic in that book. So just keep that person in mind. Also keep in mind, the second thing you should remember when you're creating your outline is what is the one thing, the one most important thing you want that one perfect reader to get from your book? So is there something you want her to learn? Is there some way you want her to change her thinking? Is there something you want her to be inspired to do, to take action on? Keep that in mind as you create your outline. Lastly, keep in mind the kind of book you're writing. So in a previous episode, we talked about what kind of book you're writing. Is it a memoir, personal or professional memoir? Is it a, a personal development book? Um, whatever it is that you're using, whatever genre you've decided to write in, keep that in mind. Because if you're writing a how-to book, that's going to look a little different even in the outline phase than if you're writing a memoir. So I'm going to tell you exactly what to include in your outline for those things. Now, this is just an example. These are examples of what you can include because outlines can vary greatly, but I'm going to give you some examples for each one of those. So let's say you are writing a how-to book. Well, a how-to book is often broken down by steps, right? So make a list of the steps. Each one of those major steps could be a chapter in your book. Underneath each step, write any baby steps the ways that you get there, so the actions you take to complete that major step. You can also list any questions your readers will have that you will answer in that chapter. You can list um, case studies or illustrative, illustrative stories that you want to include in that chapter. So it's very simple. That's a very simple how-to book outline. A cookbook is a how-to book, but it's often arranged around themes, right? Instead of steps, because you're not telling people how to do one big thing. So if you're telling people how to do something that's broken down into many things, like a cookbook, you might break it down by themes, breakfast, lunch, dinner type of thing. So how-to books are often done by steps, but it just depends on what kind of book you're writing. Now let's look at memoirs. Now, if you're writing a personal or a professional memoir, remember that, first of all, you don't, you don't have to tell all of your business. Everything you've ever done, everything that's ever been done to you does not need to be included in your memoir. You only want to include things that are relevant to the message you want your memoir to share with the world, right? So if you are writing a professional memoir about how you climbed the corporate ladder to become CEO of a corporation, you might not need the story about how you were always picked last for dodgeball. You might but it might not be relevant. So keep that in mind as you're choosing what you're going to include in your memoir. Now, making a list of chapters for your memoir, those could be time periods in your life. They could be major events in your life, or they could be around a specific theme. So one of my clients, her family was an Air Force family, and they moved every three years while she was raising her children. So she actually organized her memoir around Air Force bases. So in each chapter, we move with her family to a new Air Force base. It was a very easy way for her to do it. It allowed her to write the story in chronological order. And she still, of course, was able to put certain things in and leave certain things out. So when you're outlining your memoir, you can organize as she did around life, around a chronological sort of theme, or you can organize around major time periods in your life, whether they're 
chronologically described or not. So let's say you make a list of the major time periods in your life. These are all relevant to your memoir and you're going to include them. You've got early childhood. Let me give you a hint. 99% of the time, you do not need to start with being born. We were all born unless it's a, an exciting birth story or somehow relevant to your destiny. I highly recommend you don't open your book with being born. However, you could list the major events in your life and those could be or the major time periods in your life and those could be the chapters of your book. So you might have young adulthood, um, adolescence, early childhood, during the time you were married, during the time you were raising young children during the time your children had left the nest. That would be six different time periods that you could organize your book around. Then within each main chapter time period, list the major events that happened in that time period and try to focus on things that you took control over and actions you took. Of course, things happened to us and those would be included in your memoir. But you also want to really focus on showing that you had agency in your life, that you owned your life, and that wherever you got to, good or bad, you took responsibility for it. People don't really like to read um, victim stories very much unless it's a true, uh, unless there's something on the other end of that. So list those major events in each time period and then also make a list list under each chapter heading of the insights or lessons that you think you want to pull from those events and share with the reader. A memoir should be more than just a recounting of your life story or your professional journey. It should be something that enlightens the reader. And one way to do that is to sort of look back in hindsight and assess what you learned from those events. So for the memoir, you've got a major, a list of the major time periods of your life. And beneath those, Beneath those time periods, you have a list of events and a list of insights. Simple memoir outline. If you're outlining a book where you're going to be explaining a subject, a book where you are either introducing the world to something new or re-explaining something that we don't necessarily understand all that well, then you're writing a subject matter expert book. Each chapter in that book is probably going to be a subtopic of your main subject, right? So you just make a list of the subtopics that you want to cover. Those are your chapters. Then in each chapter, list any stories, examples, major facts, or case studies that you want to include. So it's very simple. You just, you start with your main topic and each chapter is going to be a subtopic. And then you list stories, case studies, or facts that you want to include in your subject matter expert book. Now, remember that these are just examples. The beauty of writing your own book is that you get to decide the outline. You get to decide how are you going to structure your book. And it does not have to follow one of these basic formulas. There's nothing wrong with following these basic formulas. By the way, they work very well. And as you're writing, you might find that you put your own twist on it. But you can use whatever formula works for you in terms of your outlining. Now, if you're really stuck and you don't know where to start, my suggestion, and what I often do when I'm not sure how I want to outline a book, is to jump on Amazon or even better, head to a local bookstore or to the library and look through other books. So they don't have to be written on your topic. They can be, but they should be in your genre. So if you're writing how a how-to book, look at other how-to books. If you're writing a memoir, look at some other memoirs. And see, examine the table of contents, you know, always keeping your book 
and your topic, your subject matter and mine, examine the table of contents, flip through the book and look at what is included in each chapter. You're just looking for inspiration, right? You're not going to copy their structure. You're not going to do exactly what they did, but you're looking for inspiration for how you can shape your book, how you can um, structure it and order it and what you want to include in your outline. And if someone has a really cool um, element, use it, but make it your own, right? Don't just copy what somebody else has done. We like to have our own original content, including a lot of things (laughs) in our book. You know, you want to make everything your own. So those are some really simple ways, easy ways, but they work to outline your book, right? It does not, none of that should feel overwhelming if you've spent any amount of time with your topic. And if you're ready to write a book on it, I'm sure that you've spent some amount of time with the topic. If it's your personal story, you're the expert on it. If it's your area of expertise, but you still need to do some research, just note in your outline that there are some places where you need to do research. Don't let this become um, an overwhelming task for you. You should be able to do this, you know, over the course of a few days, if you just spend a little time here and there. I like to do the outline and then put it aside for a day or two and then come back and look at it with fresh eyes just to see if there's anything that I'm missing or anything I might want to add. I happen to be lucky enough to live with a great writer and so I can give it to him to review. But anyone in your life who writes books or reads books a lot could give you some feedback on what you're, if they read in your genre, what your outline looks like and if there's anything they think you might be missing. So finally, I want to share some practical tools for the actual physical act of outlining, right? So the first one is super simple. Number one, just make a list, make a bullet pointed list. You can go back and do the fancy, uh, I can't even remember how it's done. I think it's Roman numeral, capital letter, Arabic numeral, lowercase letter outlining process that we learned in, (laughs) I don't know, middle school. And word processing software like Microsoft Word will actually do that for you. You just highlight the things and click on it, click on that on that dot or that tab for outlining, and it'll put that fancy outlining structure in there for you if you want it, but you don't need it. You can just make a list of bullet points and sub points. And that's the simplest way to outline your book. I've used it many times, especially when we're dealing with a topic that we know very well and we're not, um, and it's not super complicated. It's an easy way to outline the book. The second tool that you can use for outlining is to try mind mapping. I actually really, I really enjoy mind mapping. I'm laughing because my very best friend in the whole wide world thinks mind mapping is insane. He does not understand why you would want those bubbles all over a page or how you could possibly follow the logic of that. He is a linear thinker. And if you are a linear thinker, mind mapping is probably not right for you. But for those of us who think a little differently, mind mapping is great. And I won't even attempt without a visual aid here to give you instruction on how to mind map, but you can easily just Google that and find it. I will say this, I find that it works much better when you do it by hand as opposed to using mind mapping mind mapping software, which does exist. If you're a digital person all the way, then maybe that would work for you, but I'm not. I'm more analog and I find that when I, when I work with my clients, it works better for them as well to have a huge writing space and to be able to stretch your mind map all over the place and not feel bound by the constrictions of, say, a small sheet of paper or your computer screen. And I typically will use a whiteboard 
or one of those large uh, sticky notes, the ones that are poster size. So mind mapping is the second tool you can use to make outlining easier. But after you mind map, I do highly suggest that you pull it together in a list, in list form, so that when you come back to it, you're not confused. Because when you're mind mapping, you know what connections you're making in the moment, but later it might be more difficult to tell. So after you're done, go ahead and compile that in a list. The third tool you can use is post-it notes. This is maybe my favorite. So when I have an in-person VIP day with a coaching client, they'll come to my home office or to the meeting space where we're getting together. And I will bring post-it notes of all different colors. We will take a huge whiteboard and use those post-it notes to outline the book. So as an example, we might use pink for the chapter titles, orange for the... I don't know, what are we doing for the steps of the process, yellow for the story that's going to illustrate the process and so on. It's a simple way to do it. For those of us who are more tactile or kinesthetic learners, it just feels good to be able to do it physically. And you also have the ability to move those post-it notes around and change the order of things. It's very easy to change the structure rather than crossing things out on a list. You just pick it up and move it around. Uh, The downside, of course, is that you may not be able to take that with you. So I recommend taking a picture of it and then possibly typing it up somewhere in a document so you can always refer to it. The fourth tool is almost like a digital version of the post-it notes, and that's a project management, I think it's project management software called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, and it's available online. I'm 90% sure that as of today, there is a free version. I don't think I've ever paid for it. So I believe there's a free version available, especially if you're not um, overusing it. You're not using it a lot. And if you're using it just to organize your book, you won't take many resources at all. But Trello allows you to create cards and organize them on the screen. So if I'm doing an author coaching VIP day with someone who's out of state or out of the country and can't come to Atlanta where I am, then we will often get on a video conference, share the screen, and one or both of us will be in Trello and moving those things around. And you can actually share the doc the Trello documents with each other as well. And it works really well for those of you who are visual, anyone who would use the post-it notes but prefers digital, or anyone who would use the post-it notes and it's just not convenient for you, Trello is an awesome, awesome uh, alternative to that. And the fifth and final tool I want to share with you is a really cool, I'm going to call it WordPress word processing software, although I think that's too small a term, but it's called Scrivener. And it is a software program. You do not have to, as of right now, pay a monthly fee for it. You just purchase it and download it to your PC or your Mac. And it is available from a company called Literature and Latte. It's at literatureandlatte.com. And It is a whole new software to learn, right? So for some people, just not worth it. It's low price. I think it's 30 or 40 bucks. But for some people, the learning curve, they're just not into it. But I've been using it for about 10 years. And what I like about it is that it has an outlining feature where you can create a traditional outline. It also has an index card feature where you can outline almost the way I was describing with post notes, but with visible index cards on your screen, and then you have the ability to move those around. Now, Scrivener does way more than that, but that's the outlining relatable, outlining relevant 
uh, function that it has. And I really like using it. I don't use it for every book though. I use it for certain books, other books. Um, I just stick to Microsoft word, but it is, it is really, really cool with the index card function and, and you don't have to be online to use it because you download it to your laptop. So I've given you the three things to keep in mind before you start outlining, and that's who you're writing for, what you want that person to get from your book, and what kind of book you're writing. I've given you several examples of how to outline for your particular genre, and I've given you some tools you can use to make outlining easier. I really hope this helps you nail down your outline so you can get started writing your book. And remember, if you if you have already started writing, it is not too late to outline. You can still go back and outline your book and there's a better than average chance that it's going to make your book even stronger and even better. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, I invite you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.